This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. My favorite haunts are gone. I mean, the only thing that there's some that are still around. Like, I mean, of course, Sully's is still around, and I love the Tam, but like, they're all new ownership, and it's all it's a it's a trendy ownership group. Even though I <laughs> technically I work for that company because they own. They just came in and bought everything because you can't own a bar by yourself anymore. It needs to be the group because you yeah. can't afford anything. Life is expensive. Jesus, this Everything. podcast is expensive, and we're not even paying for it. Everything. So we're, we're paying for it. We're paying for it in therapy. Yeah, I need therapy. I'm stealing internet from my neighbor. Hope he's not nice. listening. Nice. Hope he's not listening. In fact, I know he's not listening because nobody listens. So. Except for the seven people. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Hello and welcome to another episode of In a Pickle, the show that is dedicated to the less glamorous side of sports. I am your host, Dave Houghton, and with me today, Sarah Ray Talek. Hi. Hello. I, I went for the extended Sarah, like, that like was, the goal. That was, like, go. That, that was good. Uh, go, go, kudos, go, kudos, go, go, kudos. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we get a fun-filled episode for you today episode 51 we took flight on that 50th episode last week thank you so much for listening if you haven't heard that beautiful tale of of the story go over to iepradio.com and check it out check out all the past episodes at iepradio.com today we're going to have a special guest we got bill from top fan rivalry is finally going to make his appearance on the show after Months and months and months and months and months and months of asking us to come to have him on the show. We're finally going to have him on the show. We finally have him on. It yeah. finally works in the the yeah, realm it, of news and stories. And it, it was just one of those things where it was. He's like, "Oh, when are you going to have me on the show?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we we want to." And and then finally, it got to the point where he's like, "You, you guys are never going to have me on the show, are you?" And we're like, "No, we want to. We just ah." Uh, we're trying it's, to find a spot, <laughs> but it's tough. We don't want to throw. We want to build everybody up for success when they come yeah, on the show, and we don't yeah. want to throw people to the wolves unless they're where's my stuff, mom? No, <laughs> right, right, of course. Just kidding, Nick. Love yeah. you. Cheers, Nick. Um, cheers, Nick. It's something where we just want to make sure that we're not talking about a subject that somebody doesn't know about or talking right. about a subject that somebody doesn't want to talk about. So we are trying to, you know, make it a little bit uh, more enjoyable for those to join <laughs> Plus, us. Plus, if you're a fan of this show, then you know that Sarah and I have a huge case of ADHD and having an actual guest on the show is very impossible sometimes because mm -hmm. we're just, uh, we always see, ooh, shiny. So. Uh, nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Which so it's uh it's constant. We're in trouble, but we're gonna have to get into it because we're tick tocking away. We're tick tocking away. So let's get on this news. Sarah, what do we got for the news today? 
All right, so we're going to start with a slight little baby rewind. A Mississippi judge had ruled on Monday, April 24th, that Brett Favre will remain a defendant in a civil lawsuit seeking a re- to recover millions of dollars of misspent welfare money. The circuit judge, Faye Peterson, wrote that Favre's attorney made unpersuasive and inapplicable arguments in seeking to have him removed. There are more than three dozen people or businesses that are being sued by the Mississippi Department of Services. So what I found out, which we didn't have the information prior when we've discussed this case, the money that uh, for Favre, the money that he had t- like taken and what I'm sorry, a lot are of- you saying his name right? Is it Favre or Favre? Are we really... <laughs> Brett Favre. Ah, I'm sorry. I had to throw a wrench in there. It yeah, was going too smooth. It was had, it was going way to too smooth. Up. Yep. Yep. Kudos, <laughs> good sir. Thank you. And there was just the look I gave you where I'm like, I know. It's beautiful. You know? <laughs> so we found out what part of the welfare connection that the money came from. So the money for Favre was from the Temporary Assistance to Needy Families program. Uh, So I was like, all right, now we have a program where this money was taken from. And not only was the money being used to build a football arena, which this I didn't know. And when I found this, I was like, what? So not only was it going towards building the football arena for his daughter's college, um, as we previously discussed, the another 1.7 million was going towards the development of a concussion treatment drug. What? That mm-hmm. sounds like uh that sounds like snake oil right there. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Concussion treatment drug. That almost doesn't I mean it doesn't sound real. That just someone's going to say, "Oh, I have this concussion treatment drug." What does it do? Develop a pillow around your brain? Right. Right? I mean, I don't understand that. Is it just, it it sounds like he's selling, he's selling snake oil right there. Yeah. You know, it just sounds fake. Yeah. But of course there's, because uh, concussion treatment is in the title of concussion treatment drug. People are going to be like, oh my God, we can, we can do it. We can, we can finally save people with CTE with this pill and it's just uh Flintstones chewable vitamin <laughs> you know uh, a million really strong and growing CTE drugs are all shaped like Fred Flintstone but you know what Red Farm is amazing give me the Bam Bam wow yeah I'm about the Bam Bam I like the Barney one I think it was purple yeah I think it was well a last little follow-up to Brett Favre, because we know Pat McAvee is being yeah. sued for defamation. Yeah. So Pat McAvee has filed a motion to dismiss the defamation lawsuit, claiming that in the light of the abundant public allegations against Favre, both in court cases and media reports, Favre has not and plainly cannot plead actual malice. Now, what wasn't Shannon Sharp part of this whole lawsuit as well? Yeah, and it went silent. I'm going to guess that there could have been some kind of agreement that he's not going to talk about it or whatever it may be. Yeah. I don't, I couldn't, 
I didn't find anything more or less about Shannon Sharp going through a rewind, but Pat McAfee was all over the place because Pat McAfee, very very much like us, very much like Shannon Sharp, is a talking head. His right. his platform is very similar to ours, like where he jokes about it and he's very much gives his opinion on things like that. But he is doing his due diligence by reporting. So it's something that, you know, I don't know. There might have been something with ESPN. No, Shannon Sharp's not on ESPN. He's on Fox. No, he's on the Fox. Uh, Fox. Is it Fox? Is it Fox? Uh, Uh, Whatever. Yeah. Whatever big company he's with that covers his show, I'm sure they were like, we're going to step in and we'll take care of this and make it disappear. But you can't. You're by suing a member of the media that's you know that goes against everything that's trying to uh you know freedom of speech you can't right do that right and it's it's just it's kind of like an asshole move too because it's like if the powers that be let this transpire let this case transpire and let Favre sue the media then that's just going to going to mean that like there's going to be other people that if you don't like what I'm saying, I'm going to sue you. And then people are going to be like, well, why should I report on anything? Because anything I say can be taken out of context and everybody can be sued. You know, he he probably watched the Johnny Depp case and was like, Oh, right. can make money here. If I just sue everyone for defamation, which, uh, yeah, it didn't work. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the biggest question, though. Who is the bigger piece of shit? Would it be Brett Favre or would it be Kurt Schilling? I mean, Kurt Schilling bankrupted a whole state, but Brett Favre is actively stealing from poor people. So I'm I'm going to say I so, so one in one A, but I'm going to go Brett Favre on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go Brett Favre uh, as well. Mainly because Mississippi is a large state. Right. It's very underfunded. Um, it has one of the lowest educational rates. It's it's something where that state has been uh, set up for failure on a lot of things, unfortunately. And right. this, you know, having this funding to help people get out of their own way and to help support them and taking that away from them, that's pretty shitty. I mean, Rhode Island... I, I mean, you know, a pothole can bankrupt Rhode Island. So exactly, I mean, you know, Rhode Island's one of those places that you know people just live. Nobody really works in Rhode Island. Everyone either works in Connecticut or they work in Massachusetts. Right. So it's just it's one of those kind of you drive through states. Right. Because so, I so mean, s- I think Rhode wow. Island can't hold any skyscraper because it's way too small. Yeah, it's so small. Rhode and Island the weight is so of a tiny. skyscraper might we'll just, just sink, sink it. Rhode Island. They'll sink it. Yeah, into so. the water. Yeah, and that would be that would be tough for the poor people that live there. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going with Brett Favre is the bigger piece. Yeah, of shit I can on this agree one. with that absolutely. And I mean, Brett Favre's always a piece of shit. So regardless, mm-hmm. you know, facts. Don't worry, Kurt Schilling. Maybe you'll get it next time. Maybe. Maybe. So what else we got going on? All right. <laughs> the historical season for the Boston Bruins oh, oh, has come to 
Inent. Wow. You want to talk about an embarrassing thing. And that the President's Cup trophy is still cursed. Still? Yep. There hasn't been a winner in uh, the Blackhawks were the last team to win the President's Cup. Is it the President's Cup or the President's Trophy? Does does it matter? President's Trophy, but you're President's Trophy. Uh, the last team was the Blackhawks to win the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup, and that was 2013, I believe. So the Bruins, for those that don't know, had a regular season winning record of 65 games and owned, basically steamrolled through the Atlantic Division. Um, they looked promising during round one of the playoffs uh, up against the Florida Panthers, being up 3-1. to one. Till the Bruins turned into the ever so traditional boo ins. Yep. And they blew it up. They were eliminated by the Panthers in overtime game seven last night for 30 2023. Marked it on my calendar to celebrate the anniversary <laughs> um, at the TD Garden. Yeah. Um, so the, the Florida Panthers really struggled just to get into the playoffs this year. And the fact that they just beat the all-time winningest team in NHL history in the first round, this for the Bruins, I'm sorry, I've I've been uh, a little under the weather, so my voice is uh, very raspy. Um, This for the Bruins is the biggest choke in Boston sports since the 2007 Patriots. Agreed. Yeah. But I feel that this is worse, mainly because they were, they went into the playoffs. See, now that's a good debate. That is a good debate. Yeah. On what's worse. You made it all the way to the Super Bowl and lost in the Super Bowl thanks to the helmet catch. And then, yeah, I mean, is this, is this worse? Because it's not just one game. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because it's a series and you were up in the series. And right. then you just decided to, I mean, your goalie proved that he was just a mediocre, mediocre key season, which I've been saying all along because it's a series. Right. So you had, they came out there with three, one, their goalie proved that he was mediocre. Like I've been saying all year. And then they just did not play. The thing is, is that Florida came in, they were playing with house money. They were the last seed. They were like, it's ours to win or lose. Like, we have right. nothing to lose here because we were the last seed. We shouldn't be here. Right. And everyone was like, Bruins are going to win the cup. This is the year. We're going to steamroll everyone. This is just how it is. But the thing is, is remember how the Bruins are. They can get to the playoffs all the time, but they just can't finish it. Can't right. do it. That one year they did it in 2011. That one year, and I thank Mark Recchi for that because, like, that's my boy. That's your so, boy, of course. That's my boy. But um, the that, only that's time it. that you were all Bruins, though. The only time was because yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mark. I freaking love Mark Recchi. <laughs> yeah. What else? Yeah. He no, that's gonna... fine. But uh, fine. it's it's just it, it was theirs to lose, and the Bruins did what the Bruins do, and they lost it. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's such a it, it, it's such a uh, like it's it's sad, <laughs> it's 
I'm I'm not really a Bruins fan. I I mean I am because I'm in I live in the city, so you have like a, a small attachment to the teams. And I worked in that area for a long time, so like you know you have some sort of. But like I'm not gung ho Bruins. I have my team, much like you have your team. Mm-hmm. But um, driving home last night after work, I have to drive by the TD Garden. Yeah, and it was downpouring like it was pissing outside watching Bruins fans walk across the the bridge back to Cambridge in with their head down and they weren't running from the rain and they were just you could tell that they were sad like this is the only acceptable time to cry no one can see me cry in the The 80s rom-com it was like (laughs) I, I so badly wanted to take a picture there was this one dude. He's got, you know, he's in the Boston uniform. He's got the Bruins jersey on, the the Red Sox hat, and the khaki shorts with the the white uh, the white sneakers. And he's just head down. You could see that he's just like so upset. He's all alone, pissed, drunk. It's pouring out, and he's just alone with his thoughts. And it's just like, dude, what? I mean, you know, yeah, it sucks, but. Come on. Come on. Like it's the scene for a rom-com. Like that's yeah. what it is. It's this 80s rom-com. And on the on the other side of that is like, you know, I've I've worked in I, I worked at Sullivan's Tap for years. So I was always like live and die by the Bruins and the Celtics. Bruins were always the moneymaker. So like you really always wanted them to succeed. Yeah. And the you know, I've seen a lot of people just super upset about the team losing, and I've seen full-grown men cry after a loss. And it's like, I don't know what to say to a full-grown-ass man when he cries about the team losing other than get out. Like, <laughs> get you have out! To leave. I don't, I don't, you're crying about a team. Yeah, it sucks, but tomorrow morning... Those guys are going on vacation and you're going to work with a fucking hangover. Like it doesn't matter. It does it sucks, but it doesn't yeah. matter. I'm trying uh, to yeah. Maybe because I'm, I'm just heartless. I don't know. But like Well, yeah, there's that too, but it's just don't let it ruin your day. And let that be a lesson for the Bruins as well. And for every team out there, there's no need to record chase. See what happens when you go record chasing? No, you get tired while the playoffs are there and you can't you can't maneuver the same way that you did during the entire season. They ran through teams during the regular season, ran through teams. And now they're out in the first round because they couldn't get themselves together. Plus, there was no there was no rotation in goaltending for the Bruins. It was just, you know, they stuck with one goaltender and that was it. Throughout the entire season, there was always a rotation, which yep. made the team very successful. But this time, it was just like, eh, we'll stick with one guy, and that's going to be it. And, you know. Here we are. Find out. Womp womp. Well, the one thing I will say is if we've learned anything from being adults and having jobs, do the bare minimum. Just get by. <laughs> right. Just saying, just just get there, just get your job done. Florida you know, did it. Now Florida's going to the second round. Yeah, because you know, 
hard, 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 hard work and breaking records, you know, it's not going to get you anywhere. You'll get a gold star and then they'll move on to something else. You did it. You'll get a pizza party. Right. That's what they're getting. They're getting a pizza party. Today at the uh, Warrior Arena, Ice Warrior Princess Arena, wherever the hell they practice, there's a huge pizza party for the team. Like, good job. Now let's do performance appraisals. However, last night I stayed up and watched, obviously, uh, the Kraken take over the defending Stanley Cup champion, the Colorado Avalanche. Took them down. Took them down. This this play and that series was the one I would watch the most because it was – it was a great series to watch. They battled so hard. You had injuries on injuries. You got dudes with fractured necks going off and then coming back and playing. You've just, it was everything. You have right. this expansion team wanting to take out these Stanley Cup champs, and they did. And, and you actually hit me to a little trivia there where you said that the Seattle Kraken are the first expansion team ever to take out a defending Stanley Cup champion. They are. That's pretty uh that's a pretty, good little bar trivia question. Right? It's a good little thing to hold in your pocket. Yeah. So Bruins are an embarrassment. So but uh, you're right. Uh, uh, the Bruins are the Bruins. Yeah, you know? And, and the Bruins. there's gonna be two key figures in that team that are probably gone now. Yep. Yeah. Bergeron, Bergeron and Marshawn are probably going to find the door. You know, so I don't know. Not my team, not my problem. That's what I always say. (laughs) All right. So what else we got going on today? All Uh, right. Bill is patiently waiting to come on. I know. Right. Okay. So Dylan Brooks, uh, we've talked about him several weeks in a row now. Uh, He was. Can I start off by saying, can I start off by saying Dylan Brooks? This guy sucks. Wow. That's how I hear it. I thought I hated like certain like I hate certain players in, in every sport, but like Dylan Brooks is the first player that has shot up so fast on the top of the league. I can't stand this guy list. Legit, every time I read his name, I just hear wow. Yeah, that's all I hear. Wah. Oh man! So what did this? I mean, I yeah. Did you see? <laughs> I know I, I want to get into the story so bad, but I can't stop but making fun of this guy. Did you see his his chain? So so it's it, it's this big thick <sighs> dookie rope chain, right? Yeah. And it's got this diamond encrusted DB. Obviously, yeah. it stands for Dylan Brooks, but when you look at it, it just stands for douchebag. Yeah, I. <laughs> I don't know why I had the same thought. Didn't bring it up, but had the same thought where I'm just like, oh, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So what did he do this time? Oh, okay. He was fined 25K for skipping media obligations after the loss to the Lakers. The NBA said on Sunday in a news release that Brooks violated league rules for media interview access by not participating in team post-game media availability during the playoffs. Brooks bolted from the Memphis locker room after Friday's series loss before reporters were allowed inside. Yeah, you know why? Because he was embarrassed. Because he yeah, trash-talked LeBron, trash LeBron like nobody's yep. business. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. And, chirp, 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 chirp. And then all of a sudden, they get they get their asses kicked by the seventh seed. And now, oh, I got to go talk to the medium? No, nah, I got to go. And guess what? Now it costs you $25,000. Because yep. you can go talk to the media about how big of a DB you are. True so. story. You had that, and then you had the Anthony Edwards situation, which, which I completely missed. And I, I like it's wild because I usually have my finger on the pulse of the NBA, uh, and NBA, NBA, and MLB. I'm always like right on top of things, and I completely missed this Anthony Edwards thing. You were snoozing. So what did Goose do? well played you got it in there uh so he's being charged with uh misdemeanor third degree assault for allegedly swinging a folding chair and injuring two denver arena employees after the series ending loss to the nuggets um it's one of those where if you watch the videos back and back and even his attorneys are like this is false claims um and like yes the in the employees were like slightly like hit but the chair was in the way he was all upset he's trying to get to the tunnel and he on i would say like this is like his subconscious he just like swings the chair and hits two people but it's not like he like hit them hit them it's like he swings the chair and it barely brushes someone so i watched a few of the videos and was like yeah, nobody's injured. Nobody's knocked out. This isn't WrestleMania, so let's move on. Right. But because because it's, you know, uh, a high-profile player, people are going to try to look for a, a little easy access to a payday. But All I right. thought there was a whole thing where it's more of a on-the-job injury if something like that happens. I I mean, I, I know of one case. There used to be uh, this girl that worked at the garden and um she i only know this because she used to be a regular of mine when i worked at the bar she was on the court during warm-ups for a celtics game and she got hit in the face with a basketball from chris humphreys mm-hmm. she supposedly was concussed and was never able to go back to work and she ended up getting disability from it. Now, I don't know if Chris Humphreys threw this this basketball 300 miles an hour directly into her face, Wait. but she got disability, and she tried to sue the Celtics, the Garden, and Chris Humphreys, and I think they laughed at her. Wait, for, wait. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly wait. the look that she gave me when she told me that story, too. She's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this is my trying to process look like permanently concussed the doctor. So what it sounds like is the doctor was on the fix, too. And he's like, yeah, let's get paid. Yeah. You know? Permanently concussed means that you were probably dropped on your head as a child. Well, and if that you've you ever met have... this girl, you would yeah. know that she was definitely dropped on her head as a child. Uh, so. You know how many basketballs I've taken to the dome? And those were just thrown by my father. <laughs> Can't Legit. sue him. No, run faster. <laughs> yeah. Why are you but, so slow? But I'm I'm pretty sure she got laughed out of the garden, and uh, she was put on permanent disability, and never went wow. back to work. Yeah. Okay. How can I make this happen? 
like, who can hit me in the face with a crib? Can't you can't you just like put something up at work on, on a, a shelf ladder? and have it hit me in the face? No, just fall off the ladder, like land you know, like a bit of know pillows or something. What's funny is that there's been so many times I have fallen off a ladder at work and I get up and I'm like, damn it. Like nothing hurts. No. Nothing. Like, but then I bend over to get my water bottle from under hey, the register right. and I like pull something. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Right. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's all the time. All Happens. the time. But All right. We're in pickle world, man. Wow. <laughs> That's a fast. That's a fast uh, journey into pickle world. Yeah. Well, we had to we had to go fast because That's our true. guest is waiting. So Bill keeps I... texting me. Where are you? Let's go. I'm... Let's go. <laughs> I need to be on your show now. Let's do this. All right. Are you ready for the biggest pickle? I am ready for this week's biggest pickle. ESPN is ba-na-na, not the biggest pickle. Ba-na-na. They're not the biggest pickle. <laughs> the biggest pickle is who ESPN had fired. So ESPN fires longtime baseball reporter Marley Rivera for her calling another female reporter who is Ivan Get Get Wow Getty. There we go. I got it. Took me a hot three seconds there. That happens. Um called her a very vulgar term, which I'm not going to repeat because it's very inappropriate. You know, of all people, I I didn't think that you would censor yourself. I'm going to censor myself on this one only because people will be like, oh, a yeah. lady said that? It is a, a lady swore? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. oh my Geez, not for nothing, my mother and I call each other this word, so whatever. But like shits and giggles? The shits and giggles, you know. That's fine. Yeah, it's just, it's always, it's been like that, I think since like high school. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's been like a little nickname. (laughs) It's a little pet name. Yeah, you're a little C, and I was like, well, you're a big C, and it just was, yes, that's love. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so, (laughs) all right, enough about (laughs) my family. Enough about your relationship with your mother. Listen, my mom. I wonder why you're so, like, um, sometimes strange. (laughs) Listen, but we come from a a whatever, say whatever you feel family. Very, very loving family. Exactly. With a lot of, like powerful words that really have no power because we say uh, them all the time to each other i've uh, <laughs> I've met sarah's parents uh long time ago long very, very nice people who just time use, ago use some words a lot of obscenities and yeah, i'm here so for much. it we're it's we live great. in massachusetts we're, we're from right. boston we say we say fucking words all the time it's it, an affectionate thing it really is an affectionate thing. It it's is. when I'm like, like, Dave, you're such a fucking asshole. Yeah. I say it from a sweet place in my heart. Right. You know? And now, if I was just like, bless your heart. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> 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 or 
kindest regards. Yeah, eat shit. <laughs> yep. See? Right. Now I was like, you oh, bless your heart. Well, bless fuck your you, heart. lady. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Maybe right, I'm so... like, fuck yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving on. Um. So this all happens on April 18th, and this was at the New York Yankees versus Los Angeles Angels game. Rivera was there to interview Aaron Judge, who you can see in the video. Uh, you can go over to IAP Radio on Instagram, and you can see the video. Aaron Judge is just signing autographs, and these two women are yelling at each other, having this moment, and then all of a sudden, um, Rivera says this term to Gaetti and lo and behold, then she gets fired. Um, fun fact is that Gaetti is a freelance journalist who is married to John um, Blundell, who serves as the MLB's VP of communications. Right. So that was a little hmm sus. However, the reason why I stopped thinking it was sus is because ESPN, per Disney's request, had started layoffs of employees. So I'm guessing that this was, okay, like, well, you did this. This was here. You have a history of being a, a habitual line stepper with reporting. Um, we're just going to part ways. Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to get at. When I when we were texting each other last night about about the story, and I you know I was like, oh, she's married to uh, MLB uh, media big head, and then I'm looking into it, and I'm like, oh, Rivera has a history of this shit. Yeah, like, this is this isn't the her first rodeo with uh-uh. getting into a fight, and the fact that like if ESPN is you know ESPN's doing all these layoffs, and it's like. What's easier than a public freakout like that where it's like, hey, we're part of the Disney Corporation. You can't mm-hmm. say that. Right. And yeah. you said it on the field in front of Aaron Judge. In, in little kids. Of, in front of a bunch of little kids. <gasps> not that not that like Aaron Judge needs to block right. his ears. But like, you know, what's going to make Aaron Judge go to you now? to have a conversation opposed to the woman that you just called this name to. Right. You're out out of your mind. I'm going to go in. I'm going to go with her. And he's just sitting there like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, you know, you know, he heard heard everything, everything, you know. Yeah. Just looking at watching that video when, when Rivera says those words, you can kind of like look at Aaron judge and he's like, well, He's yeah, his head, little, like, his, his head actually goes lights. the opposite. Like yeah. his face lights up and he kind of looks the opposite direction. Like, and I'm sure on the other side, his eyes went up and went, oh, <laughs> oh boy. Whoa. And then he's like, he's like, and what's your name, son? <laughs> like, as he's signing autographs. Because I really need. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But you know what, though? With her history of just like uh, her last go around of trying to make something like she she Rivera just kind of throws shit at the fan at the wall and just to see what sticks. Yeah. And like she had that interview with the A's catcher uh Maxwell. Wasn't yeah. It? Was it yeah. last two years ago when he when he was the only player that nailed yeah. at the um the anthem. 
and she was trying to make him out as like this whole big martyr and everything and and how like the A's didn't appreciate him and then meanwhile the A's are like totally like all behind him and they're yeah, like yeah you do great you. job and then he ended up pulling a gun on a delivery driver so yeah <laughs> I don't know whatever happens ah uh, but that is your week's biggest pickle so now she's unemployed. Yep. And uh, I'm sure she's going to try to like, I don't know. I don't think she can sue anybody. I don't think she can because everything's everything from her career is on tape. Yeah. Right. There's she can't. Yeah. 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 There's, well, yep. yeah. we don't uh, we don't have any openings here at IAP. So no uh, closed. No. All right. So let's take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to have Bill from top fan rivalry join us on the show and we're going to talk some dodgers baseball and um make fun of them no no all right we'll be right back hey there's bill perkins from top fan rivalry we are a sports talk fan involved baseball podcast we want to hear from you the fan we focus in on Favorite players, ballparks, nostalgia of the game, stats, statistics, everything that you want to talk about. We can be found on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. After you're done listening to Dave and Sarah, please go over to Spotify and check out Top Fan Rivalry Clubhouse. Listen to all of our latest episodes, or you can go to topfanrivalry.com and see all the episodes there. Again, Top Fan Rivalry, sports talk, fan involved. Join host Dave Houghton and Sarah Ray Pallet as they examine the less glamorous side of sports with their podcast, In a Pickle. Follow IAP Radio on social media by going to iapradio.com. In a Pickle is now part of the Den Network. For more information, go to iapradio.com. All right, we're back, and we have Bill Perkins from Top Fan Rivalry finally joining us on the show we are very excited to have him on. Bill, welcome Woo! to the show. Yeah, I love it. I cannot wait. Yeah. I, you know, this is going to be a good conversation. Yeah. So uh, I know that we've been meaning to have you on several different times, but we really haven't found the right layout for you. But last week's show, we were talking about the Max Schwerzer 10-game suspension for the sticky stuff. So... You know, you being such a, a giant Dodgers fan, can I say giant Dodgers fan? Or do I have to say really big Dodgers fan? That way you don't get confused with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, listen, the Giants aren't doing anything right now, so I, you can say whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so since you're a huge Dodgers fan, what do you think about this whole situation? Sarah and I talked about it last week. Where we're like, is there a little conspiracy? The fact that like he kind of gave up on him last year. Max kind of was like, eh, my arm hurts. I don't want to play anymore. And then the Dodgers are like, uh, let's check him now that he plays for the Mets. Let's check him for some sticky stuff. So what do you think about that whole thing? I don't know. That's a conspiracy theory. It was 2021. It wasn't last year. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. But I don't think it was. Um you know, I, I watched this guy named Max Scherzer pitch when he pitched for Arizona in the beginning of his career. And he was really Ricky Vaughn. He threw it and you had no idea or Nuke Louche. You had no idea where it was going. <laughs> no clue. Um, but wow, he threw hard. Dang. 
<laughs> and then, so, I mean, he's at the end of his career. I don't think it's conspiracy theory. I think the umpires, unfortunately, are given a task to almost micromanage the game. And now they don't know how to do that. So they insert themselves into the game. I $100,000 fine and a 10-game suspension is nothing to max. I mean, it's two starts, right? Yeah. Yeah. But if you're if you're the guy that's making the league minimum, and you come up and it's you're you're making seven twenty. I mean, I'm not going to cry my Cheerios over making seven twenty, but right. you're making seven twenty. That's a seventh of your salary. So I mean, I don't know. I I don't think it's a conspiracy theory, but what do I know? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it at the time it just seemed a little fishy. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was of all teams, I was like. It's against the Dodgers. I was like, yeah. is Dave Roberts coming out being like, we're going to do this on the hush hush. I'm not going to say that <laughs> I have I'm having you check, but I'm going to talk to you, Phil, before the game. And we're going to have you check them. We're going to see how tired that arm really is. Right. In, in April. I mean, that, hey. that arm's not very tired. Talk hey, to me in you- October. You never know. Look at some. I mean, we have Chris Sale, so I mean, right. Like... <laughs> uh, we're we're all surprised here in Boston that he's not hurt yet. So, yep. Give it know. some time. Yeah. Give it some time. Yeah. Time, you know. time now, will I, tell. Conspiracy theory? No. Uh, do I think the umpire screwed up? Yeah. Listen, yes. I think it's rosin and sweat. I really do because I I've watched that guy pitch a lot against the Dodgers and you know for the Dodgers. Of anybody that's going to cheat, it's not going to be Max. Right. That, see, right. That, that that's yeah. what I said, too. Like, he seems like the one player out there that wouldn't need to cheat. It, it's just like, you know, he's just out there. He's throwing as hard as he can with everything he's got. And it just doesn't seem like he'd be like one of those guys that were like, I'm going to get this team. You know, and, and you're right. You, you said you hit the nail on the head in April. Like, you got to prove a point in April. No, you prove a point come September. Uh, you know, if you really want to cheat and you're down, okay, September. The uh, you know maybe like the last the last game of the series or something. You know, if you, you not only that, but you, it doesn't seem like anybody can get away with anything anymore. So, I mean, I don't understand why people are even trying to try. The, the thing that drives me crazy about this is I don't care about the $100,000 fine. I don't care about the 10-game suspension. For Max, that's nothing, right? Right. So he goes home for a week and a half, and, you know, he, he writes a check out for, what, missing two games, whatever he gets paid these days, and it's not a big deal. Where it is going to hurt him in the later rounds is there's going to be some Yahoo or two Yahoos or three Yahoos during the all or the Hall of Fame balloting, they're just gonna go, hey, did he cheat throughout his career? Right. Okay. Yeah. And that right. that's where you're gonna really screw him up because I don't know if he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Right. And so now you're kind of putting that doubt in people's head. Absolutely. Yeah. That that's a really good point. I would really hope because uh it but I mean, I guess we have to remember we are talking about the media here because the media are the ones who vote on that. I would hope that after, you know, like David Cohn did that video and after people have been doing more investigation with the sweat and rosin with the alcohol, that hopefully the media, when we get to that point, 
for him, they'll be like, wait a minute, hold on. There was this that counteracted that. So I don't know, but I guess we'll wait and see in the next, you know, decade. I, I just never understood why the media is the one that has to vote. Why do they have to vote you into the Hall of Fame? Why can't sports come up with some sort of committee that just allows the voting process to like, why is it going to be media? It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I mean, obviously like there's a lot of media personnel that will have a hair across their ass for a lot of players and will never let that player advance into the hall of fame. I mean, we see it a lot with Barry Bonds, even though, I mean, we understand the whole Barry Bonds thing. Like, you know, the media won't let him in. Plus the fact that like, obviously there's steroids, there's a steroid allegation with him throughout his oh, entire. Oh, don't forget your. I'm sorry, air quotes. I, didn't, I didn't do Thank the quotes. You. I'm sorry. Yeah, my allegedly alleged steroids, but I mean, like, <clears throat> sorry, Bill, I'm, I've been sick. Yeah, you're good. But um, in the head. Yeah, in the head and in the voice now, like I, I just, it's not fair. It's not fair to have someone. I, if for me, I would like to see a, a panel of. Maybe former baseball players, maybe former uh, owners or something. And then like every four years or something, that panel gets voted on and and they get switched out, you know, or, or something different, something different other than the media. I mean, how do you fix something like that? They did. The, the contemporary era validated, right? And I mean, what does it say to you that a bunch of Hall of Famers told Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens go away? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, what what does it say that that Barry Bonds got what four votes out of like eighteen or something like that, and they're all either owners, and two of the votes were a beat writer for the Giants, and somebody connected to the Giants organization. So if you take those two out, he got two more votes. Right. And so you're right, Dave. Listen, the Hall. Of, I know this is going to be blasphemy for for you Bostonians, but Derek Jeter, how does Derek Jeter not get a hundred percent in the balloting? Yet Mariano Rivera does. Right, right? Mm-hmm. now Mariano Rivera was dominant. Okay, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't an everyday player. Mariano Rivera didn't get a Nike commercial where the the face of Nike, Michael Jordan, is tipping his cap to Derek Jeter. Right, like how does Derek Jeter not get a hundred percent? Then if Mariano got a hundred percent. So, I, Dave, I agree with you. There's got to be a better way to do it because there's going to be some sports writer that said, dude, I brought my you know nephew in to get an autograph from Max and Max wouldn't take a picture with him, just sign an autograph. I'm not voting for him. Well, right. that may have been Max may have just gotten into a huge fight with his wife when he got to the field and he wasn't in the mood. We're all human, right? Right. So I don't know. I, Sarah, what, I'm, am I off on this? No, you're not off on this at all. I mean, we've we've seen it here in Boston. We saw it with um, Dan Shaughnessy voting for Poppy and how he was like, I'm never going to vote for him because he uh, he used steroids. Like, even though he didn't say allegedly, he was like, he used steroids. So and that's he reported on it for however long he reported on it for, because that's just how. Dan Shaughnessy is. Dan Shaughnessy but, uh, is also a complete loser. Like I can flat out say that one hundred percent. Like yes, <laughs> yes, he is. We I've talked about guy. it. Uh, about yeah, you, I, I've talked about foot- him on the show before. 
yeah. I, I've had to kick him out of the bar that I worked in before. He's an absolute, absolute loser. Like, I don't know. Yep. I, I don't know how luck struck him and how he's like, you know, back in the day, I, I thought his stories were good. Like when, when newspapers were an actual thing, like, you know, I, I would read his articles and his columns and I was like, oh, you know, he's, he's got some good insight. And then as time went by and you would read some of his stuff and you're like, this guy, I, I don't know where he's coming from anymore. Like he's all over the place. He's out all in left field. He's just map. like, he just, I don't know. He, he's just, he's not, he's, he's. A it's that plant. wine. That yeah, wine. It's that, it's that, <laughs> it's that red wine. Yeah. That just, went to his brain. He's, got, he's uh, got water on the brain, wine on the brain. I, it's unbelievable. I understand why they, they have the media though, voting on it because the media reports, there's a lot of connections within different media outlets. You know, this reporter knows that reporter who works in this market. You know, they all have relationships and they do report on multiple markets and multiple things. Whereas if you have certain players, I think what it needs to happen is if you're going to create a player committee, aside from like the contemporary committee, you have to have it where these players have been removed for a, at least like two decades right. and they have to at least have had some experience with observing um, different teams, not just like their own team that they played for, not just showing up to the field and throwing out the first ball and doing the, the queen wave on the field. You know, it's something where they actually have to have this awareness of what's going on within the league and then they can be part of this committee. And I think it also gets a little hairy with owners and people who work for front offices because the more people that your team gets into the hall makes your team look better. Right. Yeah. So you got to, that's a fine line too. So there's a whole lot of different, I think you're damned if you do, damned if you don't with the hall. Like just let the, let us vote. Let us vote. Let the people vote. Yeah, that, that works out well in the All Star break, right? Right. Uh, yeah. yeah oh right. My God, what a shit show. I right. Mean, those, these guys in LA, we, gosh, what year was it? Maybe it was 18 or 19 when you still had the paper ballots you can punch through, you know, and oh. everything. I literally watched two kids grab like 90 of them. And all they did was vote for all the Dodgers on that thing. And I'm thinking, <laughs> right. Cause what else are you going to do? Where, where, right. Where, I mean, where on is this it? side I mean, of the, this side of the fence, we voted on all Red Sox. Absolutely. Well, yeah. But if you're Oakland, if back then, if you're Oakland or Tampa Bay, that you're not drawing a crowd, you're never going to have that strategic event. You guys sell out every game. We sell out a lot of the games. Right. Oakland gets 800 people in the stadium every game. So it's not That's fair. more than I thought. Yeah. It's not fair. Well, that's because everybody in Oakland is afraid that the duct tape's not going to hold the stadium together much longer. So, I mean, uh, you, you know, know what? That that's a good that's a good way uh, that's a good segue there, Bill. What do you think about this whole Oakland to Vegas thing? So, I've been to the stadium. I've been to the Coliseum, um, and uh, it's the worst baseball park that I've ever been to. Great football stadium, okay, but the foul ground is terrible. It's in the hood. So you come out of the parking lot and you're literally in the hood. Right. And it's in the worst part of Oakland. If there's good parts of Oakland, I guess. Um, they're not winning. So they're not they're not showing up to do anything. I think the move to Vegas is a good move. Now, that being said, how's Pete Rose going to feel about this move? What are you saying? You're not going to let me into the hall because I bet? 
yet now you got a team in Vegas. Now at the bottom line on the MLB network is all the the you know over under what you could bet and right. yet you're to keep a V out. But I it's a good move. It's a good move for Oakland. It sucks for Oakland's leadership because Oakland had the chance to keep the the Raiders, they had the chance to keep the Warriors and the chance to keep the A's. And basically the city has kind of taken its viewpoint of we're the city. You're not going to tell us what to do. Oh yeah. Well now the Raiders are in Vegas. Uh, yep. The Warriors play down by where the Niners play. And now you're going to lose the ace. Right. Good job. Right. Now you got nothing. Great leadership. And, and you, you can't but help feel bad for the, the fans and the people of Oakland because now it's like you lost your team. Uh, a lot of people now losing their jobs, you know, and it's just like, what else can you do? Like, how else can you kick these people while they're down? Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's true. I, I've got a couple of A's fans that are going to come on the podcast here pretty quick. And one of them has told me offline, um, no, no secret, but he says, we're so bad. And with them moving, he says, I'd be surprised if, the rest of the season, we have more games at home where we get more than a thousand people there. He goes, I don't think we'll even get a thousand because fans are going to boycott. I mean, yeah. the first team ever in Major League Baseball history to lose 23 games in April. First team ever. That's not a record that you want. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, they've already been eliminated from the postseason. So, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, and, you know, for the players, what are they excited about? Right. Right. The, now, if I were a player in the A's organization, I'd be signing every autograph I possibly could. I'd be out early. I don't care how crappy my day was. I was going to make every kid feel like they were the most important kid in the world. Right. Because you're not going to be there in in a couple of years. And besides for that, you don't want to play for the A's right now. So it's a good way to get out. Yeah, this is a perfect time to like really start to grow a fan base for not only, I mean, I know they're leaving, but not only like the A's, but baseball in general. Like you, you, that's a great point. Bring the kid, screw, bring the kids on the field, play catch with them on the field. Yeah, you know, it's only eight hundred people. Like who cares? And, And it's like you know, giveaway days and and after every game, you know. Baseball, here's a bunch of baseballs, here's, uh, you know, this, that. I don't know if they can give away that much equipment because who knows if they're going to get anything back. But, you know, I mean, it's a group of guys who just have uh, or should just be lucky to be in Major League Baseball, but also they're like, God, I'm on the A's. Like, this is embarrassing, you know? Well, I I think now it's you do need to – try to save your fan base for the most part you know and as we discussed last week the a's are mlb's journeymen they've gone cross-country different cities they've been um but it's something where this whole ordeal could is going to affect their fan base so now they should really be focusing on outreach to their fan base to keep them and how to do it because you know there's still oakland fans everywhere there's a ton of transplants in arizona there's a ton of transplants on the the um, east coast here so it's something where there are a lot of athletics fans but you have to save that fan base and they'll still follow you so just work now to save it 
a, a flight from Oakland to Vegas is 45 minutes. Yeah. And oh. it's, it honestly, it's maybe an hour from Oakland, but I mean, it's, you can get JetBlue flights for a hundred bucks. Right. But I mean, to bring a little humor into it, and I'm going to use Boston as a reference, right? Oh boy. So nobody, nobody, when they talk about new edition ever talks about like Michael Bivens or Ron DeVoe, right? They talk about Ralph Trezvan, Johnny Gill. So, I mean, those guys are walking around going, Hey, I'm Mike Bivens from new edition. Right. Or, you know, name, whatever, uh, New kids. Uh, what what's that one guy's name? John Knight. Whatever. Jonathan uh, hey, Knight. Yeah. Right. That was <laughs> so they walk Jordan around. Brother. And, yeah, and they walk around and they're like, "Hey, I'm you know so and so from the Oakland A's." Because you're going to stay in cool hotels, you're going to get a, a great plane. Life's mm-hmm. good for six months, but that's your claim to fame. Hey, I'm so and so. I play for the Oakland A's. That's right. about as good as it gets, right? Yeah. I mean, Mike Bivens was never going to lead a new edition song. But he could walk around and say, hey, I'm Mike Bivens from New Day. Yeah, but then he went and they have BBD, Belbiv right. DeVoe. I mean, exactly. come on now. And Belbiv DeVoe became bigger than New Edition for the most part. Come on. It's one of the concerts poison. I went to. That it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> never trust a big button to smile that girl. Is... <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on this show. This is awesome. Never. Yep. Never. Sarah Sarah singing acapella. Keep going, Sarah. That's <laughs> it, right? So, Bill, let's switch gears real quick. Uh, yeah. How how do you feel right now about the NL West? We have the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers are both 16 and 13. Mm-hmm. And you get the Padres right on their heels. And I mean the Giants and Rockies, well, the Rockies aren't aren't really gonna they're not they're never gonna yeah. catch up. Are you surprised that the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks are like really neck and neck with each other or should like the Dodgers really should be right there on top, right? How did the yes how no. do the NL West get so hard all of a sudden? Yes and no. So, first of all, the the Padres are suffering from what I'm going to call the Lakers of the early 2000s where they tried to hire Carl Malone and Steve Nash and tried to get all these all-stars. Okay, and so I can't imagine what that clubhouse is like, because half of that team has huge egos and the other half, like Blake Snell are like, dude, I'm getting paid. Otherwise, I'm leaving. Right. So the Padres have their own set of circumstances to deal with. The Dodgers need to learn how to not touch their wives at the all star break because half the team was on maternity leave. Unbelievable. I mean, wild. I listen. You walk up to your wife and you go, hey, baby, in the next three weeks, I'm going to spring training. How you doing? Okay. Right. You don't say, hey, I'm back from the all-star break. How you doing? No, no, no. Right. <laughs> do the math here. Do nine months. Count them out. And if you don't, like, listen to Sarah. If you can't do it on your, your hands, your fingers, then take off your shoes and count your toes, too. Count <laughs> to nine. Whatever it takes. Yep. But um, the Dodgers have faced a lot of injuries, um, which... I'm actually 16 and 13, believe it or not, I'm actually happy with. Yeah. Because Will Smith going out for a little bit, Will Smith going out, Gavin Lux being gone. We Mookie Betts playing shortstop. This is ridiculous, right? Um, Mookie Betts starting out, hitting 234. Freddie Freeman kind of not being Freddie Freeman right now. So I'm okay with where we're at. Here's what's going to happen, though. In the month of May, I looked at their schedule last night. In the month of May, we play the Padres six times. 
Um, and not only that, but of the, I think of the 28 games that we have, six of them are with teams that are under 500. The rest are teams that are competing for playoff spots already. So the month right. of May is going to make us or break us. If we go 14 and 14, not good. Not right. good. But I will say this as a side note, I will say this. Um, the Dodgers and the Potters will battle it out. Arizona will drop back. Arizona is playing a lot of small ball. And so that's why they're winning because they're athletic and they're playing small ball. And the the Padres and the Dodgers are always looking for the five run home run. They're never looking to put to bunt in a situation. And I had this debate on a live that Sarah was on with Mookie Betts, right? And the Dodgers are going to learn how to play small ball, or they're going to learn how to go golfing with the Angels in October. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's so funny how the West is. The NL West. You have two teams that are 16 and 13, and they're tied for first place. And then you got the uh, AL East, where the the Red Sox are 15 and 14, and we're tied for last place. Yep. Like it, it's just so funny how like it's same but different. You know, it's so wild. But your division, and I've been saying this. I mean, Dave, I don't know if you've heard me say this, but Sarah and I have talked about this. Your division is the best division of baseball, yeah. hands down. Not only that, your division is the only division that has everybody over 500 and everybody has a plus minus that is a positive number. Right. No right. other division has that. So to win your division, you're going to need 95 to 103 wins. Period. Oh, easily. Easily. To win the American League Central or the National League Central, you're going to need 83 wins. Right. Right. I mean, right. it's just sorry about your luck. And look out for the Orioles. Unbelievable. Oh, my God, that team. They haven't even oh. lost 10 games yet this season. Oh, they're so – that's the team I've been saying everyone needs to watch. That's going to be our new – I mean, I can't even say it's our rivalry battle for last place anymore because I know. look at them. It's like now we're actually back to rivalry with the Yankees, with the Yankees. for last place. I'm yeah. like, what is going on yeah. here? <laughs> Instead <laughs> of the Yankees saying that they got 27 rings, be like, we were in last place for 40 years, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarro world. We are in bizarro. Zara world, yeah. but it's good for baseball and it's good for these markets to actually have teams that are producing and performing because, you know, the O's have had a dry spell for a very long time since, you know, Cal retired more or less like they've had right. people come up the ranks, but like there's never been any excitement. And now you have these young kids. They really made the investment in their farm system. And it's something where, yeah, like they're producing and I do not mind watching them play. It's a good organization to watch. Dave, yeah. just to poke the bear here a little bit, Sarah, the podcast that dropped today was with a guy named Dale and a guy named Joe, who you know very well. <laughs> we were all talking about the Orioles, and I said, you know, and I referenced you one time, and I said, uh, Sarah, I'm sorry, but blah, blah, blah. And Joe's like, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. Take that, Sarah. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> just so that you know, oh, yeah. you, you were mentioned. The Rays will slow down, but watch out for the Orioles. Yeah. Yeah. The Rays will eventually be the Rays. I don't know. This year's, it's weird. I don't know. I, anything can happen. Anything Anything can happen. I I will say that all three wildcard teams will come out of your division, though. I could see that. I can see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rangers will slow down. Astros will take that division. Angels will do what they do, although I predicted them to win the West. Who knows about the Central? Right. 
and then all three teams will all three wild cards will come out of your division. The Twins will just take they'll take the Central because everything else in that the Central is just it's garbage. Rough. I I can't wait until the Twins one of these years get to the championship series and have to play in that outdoor stadium oh, at I eight know. o'clock. Yeah. At eight o'clock Eastern in Minnesota at the late part of October, early November. Right. Tell me how that goes. It's gonna be everyone's Cold gonna be snowy. frozen in place. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Cold and snowy. You're gonna be watching awful. game seven of the World Series if they ever make it to the World Series after the Lions game on Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. All the snow outs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Bill, we got a big party coming up soon, right? Yeah, we do. Top fan rivalry is coming to Boston. Um, when, what is the date for everybody? Explain, explain the party. So August 18th. So it's just a watch party. It's, uh, we're going to come out there to Boston. It's going to be the Red Sox versus the Yankees in the Bronx. So we're not competing with the Red Sox being at home. Um, and the entire idea is it's going to be free to be there. Right. And so we'll have some silent auction things. We, uh, we'll have, you know, a couple lives going on. We might have something uh, that I'll talk to both of you guys offline about, but we might have something pretty exciting for, for people to be at. Uh, up on topfanrivalry.com will be a way to register. Um, and that we're going to put that up in later this month because we're having the website redone. Mm. Uh, so we'll put a, uh, put a link up there. And the reason why you want to register is twofold. One, it gives us an idea of how many people are going to be there so that we can plan at the location, right? Because the location will love it if if 50 people are going to be there. But if there's going to be 200 people there, it's going to be a little different story. Right. So we want to be able right. to register ahead of time. Two, um, there will be some T-shirts uh, that will be site-specific for that. And the first certain number of people that register for the event will get a free T-shirt. Um, and it will have something to say about the best rivalry in baseball, the Yankees and Mets, Ooh. or the Yankees and Red Sox, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was um, like, Mets, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, wait, what am I, still early, guys, here on the West right, Coast, right. still early. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting times, and there's going to be a lot of fun just around it, silent auction, watching the game, just getting to know everybody. And uh, I've had a lot of opportunity to visit with some people in Boston, and people are getting pretty excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, I know we're excited about it. So we sure are. It's uh yeah. it's gonna be a fun time. And we're going to uh maybe also do a live show from the venue as well, which will be fun. It'll be your next time on, maybe yes, maybe longer. This could be like come August eighteenth, this could be like your tenth time on in a pickle. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> hey, any, I love you guys. You guys are some of my favorites. You guys know that. So anytime you want me, I'll, I'll get up at four o'clock in the morning to do this, whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. it takes. That right? sounds awful. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we will not be up at four o'clock in the no. morning, but <laughs> four o'clock in the morning with us. Oh, dear oh. God. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Four o'clock in the morning with just myself is terrible. <laughs> Dave's put the episode up on YouTube and he's clicking the button that says explicit content. We started at 4 a.m. But he's like clicking the button like seven times going, okay, you guys don't understand. It was four o'clock in the morning. We did this. I got to put a disclaimer (laughs) up big time. No way. That's awful. Yeah. Oh, man. No, I love being on you guys. You guys do a great job. And uh, I I really enjoyed listening to what what you guys do. And I, I, 
I'm so grateful for Top Fan, predominantly for bringing the baseball community together. And you guys are excellent. Thank and you very much, Bill. I appreciate it. I love doing yeah. that. Thank you, Jackie, with you guys. And I just love, I love everything you guys do. So keep uh, doing good work. Keep putting good content out there. We're trying. Right? Yeah, Bill. Sarah, obviously, Bill is one of the seven people that. Listen. Yeah, the one of the seven that listen to us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's great. That's great. We appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, very no much. problem. No All problem. right. So the site is topfanrivalry.com. Go and register for the party if you're in Boston on August 18th, 2023. Bill, you got a new episode out today. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a new episode out today uh, where the or- a couple Orioles fans are talking. Uh, tomorrow is a couple of Braves fans talking. Um, Wednesday, I believe we have a new guest who's never been on, who's an Angels fan. Thursday's going to be interesting. It's a couple of White Sox fans talking about what's going on with their team. So oh. that that one will be interesting. And There's a uh, whole lot going on with that team right a now. A lot, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and both of them, when I when I was reaching out to both of them yesterday, they're like, "Yeah, how much time do you got? And what kind of language can we use?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe well, you can make it a four know? part episode. You know, yeah, it's like, okay, we'll have the PG version and we'll have the behind the paywall NC-17 or whatever it is version, right? And then uh, Friday is uh, a guy who's a new guest who's a Padre fan because we're gearing up this weekend as Dodgers Padres. Next weekend is Dodgers Padres. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. The Padre fans are, they hate Dodger fans. Um, And I don't know why. I mean, at all. They... So Mikey said this last night, Sarah, I don't know if you caught the live, but Mikey said this last night where these guys just keep talking about how, oh, we knocked you out in the playoffs. And Mikey's like, well, yeah, what did you win? You got the same prize that we got. Nothing. Right. Yeah. Vacation. An early start on the vacation. Congratulations on the win. You win nothing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bill. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Go to topfanrivalry.com, check out Phil's stuff. And, of course, you can always go to iepradio.com and check out all of our stuff, our Instagram, our Twitter, our YouTube, and all our great content. Go over to the deluxeeditionnetwork.com and check out all the content and podcast shows on that site as well. Again, Bill Perkins from topfanrivalry.com. Bill, again, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And of course, you can always find Sarah at Daddy O Sports on Instagram. I'm there. And uh, that's it. Sarah, you got anything to add? I got nothing. You got nothing. So that's the end of the show. It's still early for us, too, even though it's uh, almost 1030, right? Yeah, it's It's 1030. Yeah, the sun's out and we're going. All right. So for Sarah Ray Talek, I'm Dave Houghton, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.